Hello, everyone. This is Robert Aldana with the My Scotts Valley podcast. Welcome. It's a pretty awesome third week. We're going to the third week of February 2020. It's hard to believe that. Like we're almost in the we're almost going into March. Like the first quarter is going to be almost done with. But super excited to be here today. As always, have so much fun doing these, and I really enjoy like the conversations that we tend to have with so many people, awesome people here in Scotts Valley. It's a little town of just under twelve thousand or just over twelve thousand, depending on what's going on that particular weekend. But so many cool things go on in our town. A lot of fun things, and we love having different people on our podcast just kind of sharing their experiences sharing what's going on things that i think you should be aware of and are happening here in our town and we have two really special individuals to my close right i have donna lind who is the city council person here in the city of scottsville how you doing donna i'm good how about you i'm doing fantastic and of course we have the chief of police himself steve walpole jr now at at the police first of all how are you doing great (laughs) excellent at the department, do they call you junior? Do they call you chief? Because your, your father was a police chief prior. Well, luckily he's been gone long enough. They just okay. call me as chief. And, <laughs> okay. then, and then he's old man chief. Okay, he's old man chief. Old okay, man got chief. it. Yeah. So when he shows up to an event or a venue, does he kind of seem to think that he's still the police chief? Or has he let you do your own oh, thing? Oh, he's letting me do it. Okay, own thing, so. <laughs> excellent. Hey, so much interesting conversations today that I want to talk about. And one of them I want to talk about is, you know, really cool that you guys put out the Facebook page. I really think it's so important because so many people get to know you guys like on a personal level. When you're reporting different things, we're talking about, you know, the dog we got Atlas and then you also have Odin now, right? Correct. And then you have so many different events and things going on. I mean, we had the National Night Out last year. I'm say we, me as a resident of Scotts Valley and you folks as the Scotts Valley Police Department, among other things. But it's so cool, Donna. And I talk about this all the time, how it's so important to continue to maintain the level of, of relationship that the community has with you guys. So I applaud you guys for your Facebook page, for being out there, for staying in touch with the people, with the kids, and with the entire community. And Donna, you know how important that is. I do. You were once a police officer yourself, right? right? right. 40 years with Scottsville PD. So. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. We had Donna at one of our fundraising events. I love telling this story. You're going to smile, but I love telling this story. So the various different schools in Scotts Valley, as you know, we're, you know, Scotts Valley doesn't get a lot of funds from the State Department of Education. So we have to raise a lot of funds. And I don't know if you know this, Chief, but on one of our fundraisers, we uh, um, had Donna. We paid, yeah, auctioned off her push-ups, $100 per push-up. So for every $100 that Donna did... All the people that were here at the event were going to contribute uh, for every push-up $100. And she just blew off 20 push-ups as if she was just getting warmed up. That's pretty awesome, Donna. Well, it was in a dress and heels, which is even more challenging. Absolutely. But you did it, and you didn't even break a sweat. (laughs) Well, you work out as a police officer. You work out, and I've always had. Uh But it was fun because people didn't expect to see a female do full push-ups real men's push-ups and you did it without breaking a sweat now you have a you donna you and i talk all the time you're i mean you're such a uh tremendous asset to this community as we all know and you you have so much love for the police department so much respect for the police department you were an officer how many years were you an officer well i started as a dispatcher and a secretary and became Mm -hmm. a full sworn officer um officially 10 years after i started so a total of 30 years 
as a sworn officer. Okay. And the first female sworn officer in Scotts Valley. Wonderful career, huh? Yeah. Serving and, your community. Yeah, and, and a great group of people. I mean, I yeah. worked with his dad and, yeah. and some really special people that served with me. So. Yeah. And Chief, you grew up in Scotts Valley. I did. Right? I did. And well, right down the street from Donna, actually. Okay. So she kept you in check all the time, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Known her my entire life. I would never take her up on the $100 push-up bed. <laughs> I know better than that. I'm not kidding you, Chief. She didn't even break a sweat. It does not we're surprise like, Holy me cow, we're going to run out of money before she finishes <laughs> doing these. So, Chief, you, you were raised pretty much here in the city. Scotts Valley, which is really cool. And I think that's one of the reasons why you as a police chief, I mean, you're vested in this community. You Absolutely. live here, your kids go to school here, right? What does that mean to you to be a police chief and a place where you're raised? And when you know, like, you know, that movie Cheers or that show mm-hmm. Cheers where everybody knows your name, what does it feel like to serve your own community as a police chief? Well, it's it's been great. I, okay. I spent most of my career over the hill. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, when the opportunity came to come back to Scotts Valley, mm-hmm. where I've lived my entire life, right. and kind of give back to the community, I, I jumped to that opportunity. No. It's been great. Uh, being the chief of police's son, right. uh, you're used to everyone right. knowing your name anyway. So yeah. it wasn't jarring at all. I was, I was used to being kind of a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we were active in our church and yes. in uh, youth sports with my kids. So mm. and I, you I continue knew, to be. Yeah. And I, so I already knew a lot of the population, which was a huge leg up compared to when most people become chief of police. That's right. their main goal is to try and get out there and know people. But mm-hmm. luckily, since I've lived here my entire life, uh, I've known a lot of community members and it just means more. So when, yeah. when things happen in town, it isn't just a number. It's somebody right. typically that I actually know. So when you were a police chief's son, you must, your, your dad must have always told you, you better make sure junior that you do everything right. Don't be speeding no more than 25 miles per hour. Cause you're the son's, you're the son of the police chief, right? Yes, yeah, so and now, now there's the next generation, so now I'm doing the same thing to my kids. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. But I, I want to give him credit. He yes. he purposely spent and and um, started his career outside of Scott's Flight so that uh-huh. he could make it on his own and um, be able to come here over 10 years after his dad left okay. to know that he earned that position, yes. and he did, um, on his own. Mm-hmm. So but he wanted to come back. Right. It was Indeed. great. That's mm-hmm. a great opportunity. Awesome. And just it was just a coincidence that there was an opportunity and I was able to make the move. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent. So you come from a long lineage of great police chiefs, you know, Weiss before you and so many different ones. Pittenger is still, you know, he's still it's barking awesome. orders, <laughs> you know, yeah. really nice man. Yeah. I, met, I have the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. So let's chat a little bit about the police department. What Right now. We were just talking about the Facebook page a little bit ago, and you know I, I follow it like I follow various different um, pages. And recently, you had a situation where somebody had called nine one one. I guess there was an intruder in her home, and that intruder happened to have a, a restraining order against him. And it was determined that he probably was there for quite a while while she was sleeping, you know, with her son being in the same home with her, which is you got. That's a scary situation, I think, as a single mom or even a single dad. You're in there and and there's an intruder and you have your child with you. Must have been a very scary situation for her. But she called 911 and you guys were able to be there within like one minute. How does that happen? Yeah, that that was it was great that we were able to get there that quickly because that could have been a very bad situation. There was a prior domestic violence restraining order. So Mm -hmm. they've had problems in the past. Mm -hmm. And I guess it had been several years since she'd Mm -hmm. seen this person. And so he just broke into the house. Uh, under the influence of drugs, and who knows what was going to happen. Right. So I was really glad when I saw the report mm-hmm. that we were able to get there within one minute yeah. of her 
dialing 911. Okay. And we can do that because, one, we're a small town. Yeah. And two, you know, it's the middle of the night. And despite what all the traffic issues that we're having here in Scotts Valley, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, it's pretty clear. So we can right. get out there really quick. Right. So right. I was glad we were able to do to diffuse that situation as yeah. quickly as possible. And not to do a segue, but I'll talk about it real quickly. And, and that's the importance of like having your own police department, you know? And I've said this time and time again, we love and we respect the men and women of the Santa Cruz Sheriff's Department. Amazing individuals. Amazing. I mean, I've gotten to be friends with several of them and they do a great job by all means, but there's nothing like having your own department in your own city. That's really catering. Yeah. Your own dispatch. There you go. So you are dispatched. Tell Mm -hmm. me about the difference of that. It's it's so much quicker. And an, an example, we had our chief's wife, prior chief's wife, call in a fire near the Hilton. Mm-hmm. And it went, because the cell phone, it went to San Francisco, uh, went through CHP dispatch. And they said, what's the address? And she said, I don't know, but it's near the Hilton right off 17. And she finally hung up in frustration and called directly the business line. So having our own dispatch that knows the area, yeah. they also know where their problem areas. Um, they know prior crimes. They're um, able to communicate that much quicker. And it's just, there's a good team um, teamwork in that. Yeah, we, we love that. And, you know, we hear, I think there was a, a report that came out from the Scotts Valley Police Department. The response rate on average for a 911 call is just over two minutes. That sound about right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, it also helps that we're such a small city, though. It takes like three to four minutes to get to somewhere from one site or maybe a little longer than that. But when you have the opportunity to have your own police department, you have um, people out there and your own dispatch, you're able mm-hmm. to cater to them uh, much quicker. And, you know, we talk about, and we'll chat a little bit about the Measure Z situation uh, because it's a big pressing topic and it's going to be coming up for a vote. In fact, some people have already received their absentee ballots. And I've talked to numerous people who said, I voted and I right. definitely voted for, for Measure Z. And I was happy to hear that. And, you know, I'm no politician. You know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have to answer to anybody except for my wife and my kids and God, obviously, uh, first. But, you know, I, I don't have any skin in the game other than I live here and I want this to be a great place and continue to be a great place. But, you know, we're the 16th safest city in California. We have a response rate of two, just over two minutes on average when people call 911. That's Correct. huge. All it takes is for one person like that individual that we we're just addressing right now. All it takes is for one person to need the police within a minute or two because a minute or two can really turn into disasters if it's 5, 10, 20 minutes. Right. You were saying, uh, you were talking about on the phone earlier when we were chatting a little bit, you know somebody that had to hold down a suspect for 45 minutes. A business uh, owner, a friend of mine in Ben Lomond, said he actually sat on the person for 40 minutes uh-huh. waiting for a response. And, you know, obviously Highway 9 is harder to traverse. Yes. But um, he's he's local now right. and said, I can, I can speak to the reason for how important Measure right. Z is. Yeah, see, really, really huge. Mm-hmm. And we'll address Measure Z uh, pretty specifically in a couple of minutes. But let me ask you, Chief, what are some of the biggest, con- is, if there's any, what are the biggest, I don't know if concerns is, what are the things that are really grabbing the attention of the Scotts Valley Police Department right now that's different than what it was maybe in the past? De- definitely the traffic issues that are coming okay. up. And, you know, there's more housing being built, so there's, right. and there's just more traffic. Mm-hmm. More not not just in Scotts Valley, but mm-hmm. there's just more housing in, in right. the Felton and 
Boulder Creek and Ben Lomond, mm. and those people are all going through Mount Hermon to go mm. to commute to the, over the Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, so that's definitely on the increase, and we've okay. definitely been hearing more from the local residents about their concerns about that mm. and, and how we're going to try and rectify that. Okay. So traffic has been something that's really increased the attention level of the Scotts Valley Police Department. We've got the Kmart that is no longer Kmart, and the building is still there. Um, do you have any concerns with Kmart being vacant for a while? Do you, any, anything that you have discussed with your officers or any specific concerns that either one of you want to address de- that? Def- definitely. That's always a concern. Anytime there's a vacant building in Santa Cruz County, you okay. can count on it getting occupied by somebody you don't want in there. Right. Uh, much, much like kind of the golf course has been uh-huh. an issue. That's it. We're, mm-hmm. we're on top of the golf course all mm-hmm. the time, but still uh, we'll occasionally find people in there, mm-hmm. even though that's one of our regular patrol. They're not playing now. golf in there. No, no okay, golf gotcha. going on there anymore. <laughs> no. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Donna. Well, it's obviously from the revenue. Kmart was right. one of, uh, one of, if not the largest source of uh, revenue from right. sales tax. So that loss is really hard for our budget. Um, and it also takes, it hurts all the neighboring businesses in that center Definitely. that are affected or even in the whole area because people from San Lorenzo Valley would tell me they would come to Kmart rather than have to go into Santa Cruz or Capitola mm-hmm. uh, to shop. So that losing that resource hurts us in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's um, tremendous. And, you know, uh, Chief, I don't know about you, but when I grew up as a kid, my wife, same thing. We worked at Kmart's. I mean, mm-hmm. not obviously here. But when I was in Milpitas, I worked at Kmart. My wife worked at Kmart at Red Bluff. And, you know, Kmart served a lot of needs for a lot of people. And a lot of people say, well, we don't like Kmart and all this other stuff. And I remember when I was a kid, kids used to tease me. They used to say, where'd you get that from, Kmart or something? And I probably did get it from Kmart, but I pretended I got it from somewhere else. (laughs) But my point is it, it served a lot of needs for people, okay? And you don't always have to go to Macy's or you don't always have to go to Nordstrom. And you may not always afford to be able to go to Macy's or Nordstrom. Kmart was huge, and it's a bummer that well, they're not going to be here. Even the little things, like you need a shirt or you need yeah. a pair of socks. You could run right here in Scotts Valley and mm-hmm. not have to drive right. through uh, to 41st or something. So yeah. Yeah. Um, having that uh, merchandise available here locally was right. important to the whole North County. So, Is there any updates? And I know I did, and I apologize for not speaking to you about this previously, but just out of curiosity off the top of my head, I know that uh, um, the city council had appointed Derek, Derek Kemp to try to find um, Derek s- is solutions. With, okay. um, Any updates? The Kmart. I, he's been in conversations with some of the um, okay. local businesses that uh, he's mentioned Kmart. There's been some others that, uh, not Kmart, uh, Target and mm-hmm. some other businesses that would be a good fit and hoping to partner so that that building doesn't end up tied up in bankruptcy right. and, and remain vacant for years. Yeah. That would be so tough. That's, oh, yeah. So yeah. our city proactively reached out as soon as mm-hmm. we heard the news to, yeah. to uh, partner with them. Yeah. And here's what I'll say. I appreciate that. As a resident of Scotts Valley, sometimes they get the people will knock me on the side of the head and say, oh, you know, you're always kissing up to the city. No, I'm not. I, I, I think for me, um, you know, I've been in leadership positions many years in Silicon Valley. I know what it's like to, you know, many times just work endlessly and endlessly and people don't really realize what you're doing until you're not doing it anymore. Right. You know, in fact, they used to have a sign. There's a sign on our refrigerator that says, people don't notice what I do until I don't do it anymore. <laughs> and that applies very well to my wife because she's such a hard worker and, and some we got to learn to appreciate people more. And so I appreciate you guys are doing that because to me, that's like, hey, you know, why sit around and wait? Maybe in a couple of years, somebody's going to reach out to you guys. 
it serves so many different needs to be able to have another establishment at some point. And you know what? Maybe the owners of that Kmart building may say after a year or so, I'm going to keep it vacant. I don't care. But you want to know something? I want them trying. And, and that's what I appreciate about you you people, all of you at the city council. And being proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be proactive because mm-hmm. not everything is going to be guaranteed in the fact that they're putting an effort into it, folks. And I'm telling you who are watching or listening to the podcast, appreciate that because um, there's a lot of cities and a lot of places not too far from here that they're going to sit uh, on their butts and wait for something to happen. And we have to appreciate when people actually start making an effort uh, to do that. Another thing I want to share with you, and we talked a little bit about this before we went on the air, Chief, is the different programs that the police department has. The D.A.R.E. program. You have, um, there's also the Junior Police Academy, okay? Explorers. The Explorers, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was watching a movie with my kids and my wife this weekend on TV, and there was a certain scene when somebody was discussing or there was a scene when there was a, a teen stuck in a situation that was an addictive situation. It was part of the movie, uh, part of that particular scene. And my daughter speaks up and she says, I learned about that in D.A.R.E., Dad. And I'm like, and I, I stopped it. I stopped the TV. I put it on pause. And I said, what did you learn, hon? What did you learn? And this is Maddie, my fifth grader. And she says, I learned about um, the importance of staying away from drugs. And I said, really? So I just wanted to kind of ask her, you know, just kind of just just to see how effective it was. And she, I says, really? So, so how did you learn that? She goes, well, the, the D.A.R.E. program tells us about the importance of staying away from drugs and how people actually die from drug use. I said, wow. You know, I'm talking to her. She was like really, really into the conversation. And she, you know, talked about, you know, Officer Roberts, uh, Meredith Roberts, um, how nice she was to her, the the relationship they had in terms of not a like a, a really super strong relationship because they're getting to know, barely know each other, but the positive relationship that she had with them. And I know there's been some talk through the years and people talk about, you know, the DEB program isn't always that effective. I'm going to tell you something. Me as a parent, and I will bet you that a lot of parents that have kids that go into the fifth grade, whether they're Brook Knoll or they're at Vine Hill Elementary, we love the D.A.R.E. program. We love that officers come to their schools and talk to them. And, and you know, Ian's in the background. He, he has kids in the school district, and he's shaking his head, too. Absolutely. This is what we want. Tell us about the D.A.R.E. program, what it, what's involved, and what it means to you guys. Well, it's interesting being the police chief for a small town and living in the same small town. So. Mm-hmm. Right before I came over to Scotts Valley, mm-hmm. actually, one, my first kid went through the D.A.R.E. program mm-hmm. before I was a Scott, working for Scotts Valley. Okay. And even as a police officer of many years, you kind of wonder, like, when is the time to really bring up the topic of alcohol and drugs and to mm-hmm. give them information and so they're not yes. hearing it for the first time from someone mm-hmm. else, but also you don't want to you know, tell them too much before you need to also. So, right. Having my first kid go through the D.A.R.E. program really opened the door for me as a parent right. to talk to him about the dangers of alcohol and drugs and tobacco mm-hmm. and have that conversation. So it was great for me as a parent. So then the very next year, I was working here in 2014, and my second child actually went through mm-hmm. the D.A.R.E. program. So I was a little bit better prepared. And it was great the amount of information they got. Uh, the DARE program has gone through a number of updates, uh, scientifically validated now to, to help make kids have better choices because mm-hmm. it's, mo- uh, it's much more focused on making healthy choices as opposed to just drug recognition. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which has been a great uh, help. Uh, so yeah, I, I had almost exactly the same conversation that you did, mm-hmm. except for our, my, my younger child, we went through a restaurant, I had a beer with her. With dinner and uh, after going through the dare program, it's like, Dad, do you really need that beer? That's not good, that's not good for you. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. But it's more than that, too, because yeah. um, now the program includes bullying uh-huh. and peer pressure yes. and social media and things that, you know, we are losing, sadly, many kids to suicide at yeah. teenage years. Absolutely. So having, talking about having these conversations at a young age and helping them, giving them the tools on how to deal with bullying. And being able to speak up. When I was teaching and in the schools, I can't count how many times kids came to me and talked to me about concerns about a a friend who was maybe using, but also about molest or abuse or even a sexual assault that they were afraid Mm -hmm. to talk about. And developing that relationships and being able to have conversations. These kids feel comfortable coming up and talking to the officer about problems that they may not um, feel comfortable sharing otherwise. And, you know, we were talking about it before we went on the air, Donna, how sometimes you have some kids, and I've seen this too, like the kids will get in trouble and they'll tell their parents, please don't tell Officer Holman. Uh-huh. I don't want him to be disappointed with right. me, you know, right. because they've built those relationships. Exactly. Right? And, and Chief, my daughter, the conversation she had with, with um, Officer Roberts, and she knows um, Officer Holman, John Holman, like she values that right. as an 11-year-old. And and she she knows Officer Holman um, uh, to a certain extent because she's seen him in advance and you know we're friends with Officer Holman and you know wonderful man and she knows that and the the relationship to she the tiny even even if it just scratched the surface with Officer Roberts that's huge that's important right. for her right. because now she has a safe zone does that make sense yeah now absolutely. she has a safe zone with those officers that. Um, it's cool that you guys can do that. I, I personally think I, I don't want to hear about reports and studies that are outdated. And del- the you, you talk to it. any parent, absolutely. You're seeing it first. Yes. Time. You don't need studies. Thank you. You see it. Yeah. I don't know any parent, and I'm telling you right now, I know any parent that would not treasure their kids being in a program like that, talking to and making friends with the members of law enforcement and learning about the dangers of drugs and Online bullying, which is mm-hmm. huge, right. you know. Right. And vaping. So please don't ever and, stop you know, doing that. I guess is what I'm saying. Also, now yeah. there's a concern about vaping and how many kids are yes. drawn to that, and the flavor and things like that. Yes. So these are all topics. So it's you know whatever the concerns and dangers are, and there's dabbing and some newer things that come out that parents might not be aware of, mm-hmm. but the officers are including in that curriculum. Yeah. And we're the only agency in the county still doing that. Excellent. So. Excellent. Chief, you were going to say something? No, I just was going to say, I just want to echo what you said. As a parent, without being in, uh, in yeah. Scotts Valley Police Department, I was, I was like, this is a golden, golden mm-hmm. program. Absolutely. And when I came here to Scotts Valley, we had some personnel shortages. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no way we're ever going to discontinue this program. Right. This is a very important program. As a parent, I really mm-hmm. appreciate the police department. Mm-hmm. Wanting to make that outreach and trying to give my kids the tools mm-hmm. so that they can be successful later on in life. So I, I, I will always going to try to continue. Thank you. That. Well, and, and we did have to bring in Officer Holman, who was retired, to teach because we mm-hmm. had we had the shortages. But you still made that happen. Yeah, we work. We're creative in filling the position. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you're a small agency, uh, uh, you know what? You don't have the staffing all the time, right. so you got to be creative. Like, who can we bring? Yeah. Who can we bring back? 
Yeah. Uh, luckily, at Scotts Valley PD, it seems yeah. like no one ever actually fully retires. They come yeah. back in some other aspect, much yeah. like Donna. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, too, and going back to be invested in your community, like most of the officers we have here, they live here. Most of them, I don't know if they mm-hmm. all do, but a good portion of them do. I mean, you, you as a chief does. You know, John Holman lives here in the mm-hmm. area. Um, so many different mm-hmm. awesome officers here. They all live here, so they're vested. Right. There's a big difference in that. I mm-hmm. really believe that. So right. please don't ever stop doing that. I love the Junior Police Academy. Tell me a little bit about that. So the Junior Police Academy is a week-long session that we do in the summer. There's three different sessions. So mm-hmm. we, and we take in 20 kids at a time because officers can't handle more than 20 kids at a right. time. Yeah. They, you know, they're a handful, especially in the middle school. Yeah. Uh, and, and kind of show them through the week. Like It's, uh, it's like a citizen's academy. It's, designed for middle school kids. So they get to see what kind of behind the scenes, what we do in law enforcement. And they go through all the different aspects of crime scene investigation. And, and uh, they do physical agility, physical agility. And they actually get to shoot uh, paint pellets out of a real gun. Right. Uh, they're all very excited about doing that. Uh, and then the very last day, because it is all about community, we have it, the last day is community service day. So we go out and we pick up trash mm-hmm. uh, on at Sun, off Sunland's River, and then end up at uh, uh, Garden of Eden. Yeah. Garden of Eden, pick up all the. I went with Officer going. Holman one time, and we were like waist deep in the water picking up trash one day. Oh. I went. He said, "Hey, you want to come?" He goes, oh, "You want to make yourself useful this today? Come over, come with me." I went, and literally there was a tremendous amount of trash. These kids love doing that. Yeah, it's it's quite the adventure. And then we um, ended up end up with a barbecue in front of the police department. So awesome. It's, okay. it's really enjoyable as, as the police chief and just as a member of the mm-hmm. department. It's great to hear all the kids yeah. laughing and having a good time that for those three yeah. weeks during the summer. Well, Absolutely. again, they develop relationships with more officers, yes. not just the dare officer, but more officers and, mm-hmm. and a variety of officers. Yeah. And, um, you know, the interest gets them to show what being a police officer is, but it's right. really the relationships that they're developing. Yeah. So. You know, pretty awesome to live in Scotts Valley for so many reasons. I mean... You come to Scotts Valley, you go hiking, you go biking, those beautiful trails. Have you guys had an opportunity to go to the hiking trails by the high school? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. There's so many, you're 15 minutes away from the school. And it all comes together with living in a safe community. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Measure Z because I think that's a very important topic. And, and you know, I said this earlier today, and I'm just, I'm vested in this community. To me, I don't have any skin in the game and other than I want to continue to protect what we have. Well, and you saw, you were in the uh-huh. council meeting when uh, our city manager, Tina, mm-hmm. uh, presented the budget and the financial right. report. Uh-huh. So people who were there in that meeting and could see or have attended some of the meetings that she's presented at, when they see the numbers and they see mm-hmm. um, the actual the budget, there's nothing, no fat to cut. Right. So I, I think you can really appreciate the need. I really can. And Chief, I'm going to just be pretty blunt. And I'm going to ask you this question. And there's obviously we're coming down to a place where it's either fish or cut bait. That's And I use that term because that's really where we're coming to. If we don't pass Measure Z, and it's tough for you to answer, you know, I'm probably, but how do you see that affect in the police department? Well, it would create a $2 million shortfall. And they've cut all the other departments to the bone. So mm-hmm. there's really nowhere to go. So the $2 million annual hit would go to the police department and we only have a department budget of six million dollars okay so we're talking about a third of the police department okay so we're talking i only have 20 sworn officers 
So we're losing about we'd lose about seven officers. We'd get down okay. to fourteen officers. Okay. And really at that point you're just you're at a critical mass there. We're, right. We really can't operate a department long term with only fourteen officers. Right. We've had the same twenty officers, you know, mm-hmm. slotted since 1991. Even though the city's grown grown by a third, mm-hmm. we've still have the same number of officers. So I don't think we can effectively do 24 hour law enforcement with only 14 officers. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. That's tough. So then, and then, so then you have to really think about, well, where are we going to go from here? Uh-huh. What's the long term solution? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's the right solution for the taxpayers and the community? And I, I don't. It'd be hard pressed to say that we could still have a police department. Okay. I, I I don't think we would. Right. Right. And, 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 and most people, and, and people have seen that in the media and said, "Well, that's a scare tactic." That's not yeah. really a scare tactic. I, that's me. I'm, most people know me. I'm I'm pretty you know straight up guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a police department, and it breaks my heart because not only the chief of police think obviously it's my job, but we we can all find different jobs. Mm-hmm. But being a community lifetime resident here of Scotts mm-hmm. Valley. The reason I stayed in Scottsville, I could have gone somewhere else, mm-hmm. but the reason I stayed in Scottsville is because I felt like this is a very safe community, much in due to part of the great law enforcement agency we had here. And let's be frank, Chief. You can, I'm certain of this, go to another police department and have a similar position, maybe not police chief or maybe police chief. You'll probably be earning two or three times more than what you're earning here. Well, everybody, we're the lowest paid police department in, in the county. Right. Which, in which this county doesn't compare to Santa Clara County, right. where I originally was from, uh, in terms of working. Right. So yeah, no, I'm I'm confident everyone that worked at Scotts Valley because we have really good officers, yeah, especially right do. now, absolutely, uh, that could find another job. It's definitely mm-hmm. not for jobs preservation that we're saying. Yeah, we need to support right. Measure Z. It's, That's it's what because, I'm saying. That's because what I'm 20, 20, most of these people are lo- below. Most of these people are local people or or from the area of Scotts Valley and mm-hmm. want to see this place remain safe. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I'm glad that we use that term scare tactic because I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a scare tactic. It's not a scare tactic. To me, it's a facts and figures tactic. It's mm-hmm. just common sense tactic. It's just, you know, there comes a point where, you know, if you have a certain budget in your household and you can't afford a certain thing anymore, you just can't afford it. Money's not going to come flying out of thin air. And here's what I think is really important for people to know is get to know and understand the budget. Take a look. There's a great, uh, just go to um, scottsvalley.org. There's some great links on there that have a lot of great Q&As on information on actual Measure C. Understand the actual budget that exists. There's no more trimming of the fat that can be done. I mean, you go into the city of Scotts Valley, it's already pretty lean with staff, right? Yeah, it's... There's no receptionist. We uh-huh. bring in um, some of our retired people who come in and work a, a part-time to try to have a presence at the counter. There's only two people in planning. Um, there, when there was, there's two um, clerks working in the finance department. The city manager doesn't have a, an assistant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's nowhere left. We um, contract out our mechanical work, right. and we share a building inspector with Capitola. So we had brought in an independent audit uh, financial firm that went through all the books, worked with us to try to find areas to cut costs. Mm -hmm. And we've done everything that, uh, you know, that they suggested. We did a fee study to increase Mm -hmm. the fees. Um, We invite anyone to give us to come in and look. Absolutely. But there's nothing, there's, there is no other areas to cut funding. Yeah. So, and it would be our police department. And right yeah. now, we've mentioned 
the, the police department has lost eight officers in the past year. We're, we're having trouble, the chief's doing his best to hire and recruit. Mm -hmm. But we've lost most of our senior officers, mm -hmm. our staff. So now we have very young recruits. And it's nice to have some, mm -hmm. but you always want to have some seniors to mm -hmm. mentor. Mm -hmm. But we can't hang on to yeah. them when other agencies pay 20 and 30% more in our own county. Mm -hmm. Chief, can you say something about No, just 100% agreement. Um, yeah. We're the yeah. smallest, lowest paid department in the mm -hmm. county. And it's, it is hard to keep quality people out of here. Right. And you, but you have them. Uh, you do. Like I've met a lot of the officers, you know, different events or even just, just in the community events and or even out there. Luckily, not knock on wood, give me a ticket. But <laughs> it's been a while. But you do. You have some fine officers in the department. Um, and that, That's the nice thing, just real quickly, about being invested in the community mm -hmm. and having mm -hmm. a lot of community, community outreach throughout the Mm -hmm. throughout the whole year is you get to meet people and Absolutely. people see, Hey, I want to work for that agency. Yeah. So that's how we've really gotten a lot of people just through word of mouth. And uh -huh. it's like, they know us, they already have a pre uh -huh. pre existing kind of uh, relationship with us. And they say, Hey, you know what? I want to work there. Even though, Hey, maybe the wages aren't as great as they could be. Mm -hmm. It looks like a nice place to work. And so we've been really fortunate in who would be able to recruit. It's almost like one of the magic parts about Scotts Valley is being able to have that type of like, and I sell real estate as, as you guys may know. I don't know if you know, you know, I sell I've heard that. Yeah, I've been doing it for a little while. But one of the things that I talk about, people ask me, tell me about Scotts Valley. When they come and talk to me, I want to buy in Scotts Valley. Tell me about Scotts Valley. One of the things I tell them is like, you can like, if you, you can probably call one of the city council members and have a conversation with them about something or send them an email. And I say the same thing about the police chief. If you have something that's pressing, you want to talk to them. Try and get a hold of your police chief in San Jose. And it's not a knock on them. It's just so oh, busy. Right. And it's not a, not a knock on them. But, you know, people have the opportunity to see you in different uh, community events or things going on. They can come up and talk to you about something that's concerning them. Not very many places that you will live in anywhere in California where you have the opportunity to do that. Right? We have had that type of relationship. Jerry Pittenger, when, he, when the department was formed, taught community policing before there was a word mm -hmm. for it. And thankfully, when Steve's dad became chief, he carried that on. And that tradition has carried to where our officers get out and get to know the businesses, right. get to know the people. They're living here, playing sports, you know, mm -hmm. um, socializing. So there's, you know, there's a tight-knit community here in Scotts Valley that includes council and police and mm -hmm. our city government. And just, just to wrap it up, because we've got a couple minutes left, the city with the Measure Z Will there still be a continued attempt and work towards bringing in more revenue to the city? Measure Z just um, keeps us from having to cut officers and, and positions. Mm -hmm. It allows us to keep our current staff. But we are working on a multi-year program and looking at various measures to um, strengthen our budget. Right. Because we've had to pull from reserves. So this is... This is a very critical portion, and this vote's critical, but it's not the only thing that we're looking at to rebuild our, our financial stability. So it's not the cure-all, but it's a super important right. measure and one of the solutions. There's various different solutions that are being worked on to bring more revenue and to you know keep us afloat and right. be more than just afloat. Because right. I, I, I feel like... You know, once if we were to pass Measure Z, which I'm hoping we do, um, if we were to pass that and we were to maintain some of the things that we have, we still have work to do 
to right. not just stay afloat because nobody likes to just make it at the end of the you know it's tough to live paycheck to paycheck because right. that's really what you'd be doing so i'm no we're doing a lot of work on Excellent. economic development and Beautiful. working and outreach and and um, um you know we don't have like uh, our city manager mentioned in santa cruz there was a staff of like 14 people i'm may not be accurate on that, but a large staff for economic development. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. Right. But our city council and our city manager, um, they're working together on, on that's a priority for us. Couple more questions, super important, super pressing. One of them is for you, Chief. With the amount of housing that's coming in, um, and we've already gotten, uh, we've already, we already know that the projects that are being built right now how is that affecting your police force with the amount of new people that are coming in, a couple, 300 more? I mean, is that going to make an impact or difference in your police force? Right now, no, um, okay. because if you look at everything that potentially could be built, absolutely, we're concerned about that. But right. what's been built so far, no. Okay. Um, town center, since that is on hold at mm -hmm. this point, um, that's not a concern. That was a concern for us. And then okay. uh, we're not sure what's going on with the Visa property mm -hmm. and then uh, the property uh, Polo Ranch is, hasn't been built yet. So mm -hmm. a lot of the potential projects aren't there yet. So mm -hmm. right now we just have a couple small pockets and they, they've okay. been very manageable. So if there were to be a big home development, are you feeling like it would cause you a little bit of concern in order to be able to, like if somebody came and said, we want to build three, 500 homes here, do you feel like it would cause you some concern in terms of being able to service the residents of that? You know, if you throw another five to... Hundred to a thousand people more in Scotts Valley. I think it'll be a concern for sure. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, concern that we have is the state now is putting pressure and mandating um, the building of housing. Right. The Senate Bill three thirty mm -hmm. um, uh, takes away discretion from the okay. city and and basically does not. Well, it it uh, pushes us to approve housing. Mm -hmm. So we're struggling with you right. know how we're going to uh, work with some of the conditions that are coming from. The state too. So I'll finish this off by saying this. There's a lot of uh, keyboard warriors when it comes to the internet and people have their all their opinions. And one thing I, I love about the My Scott Sally Facebook page and all of you are watching or listening is I love your opinions. I love the conversations that we have. And sometimes some conversations get a little bit out, you know, like information like I've heard things like the city council is making way too much money. They're getting paid way too much money. <laughs> to do their jobs. And maybe if we cut their salaries, we'd be able to have more money. What does the city pay the city council members? I see $434, $435 per month. I attend, I, I attend um, sometimes 10 meetings a month. Mm -hmm. And in addition to city council meetings, mm -hmm. and they're all over the county and sometimes out of county. So, so you're probably being paid $25 a, uh, per it, meeting to show up. It doesn't always cover your yeah, gas. It doesn't. So... So I wanted to, to squash that because a lot of people seem to think, well, they're making money's hand over fist. The city council needs to cut back their salaries. You're not making any money. Same thing with it's homes. The city council or the city just wants to keep building more homes because they're going to make more money. It costs us more yes, money. We does, only, right? That's a major part of our problem is that we only see 6.5% of the property taxes mm -hmm. Where um, Santa Cruz, the city gets sixteen percent, yeah. and the county, I think it's thirteen. Yeah. So they get double other jurisdictions, but we're locked into six and a half, and that with Prop Thirteen cannot be changed. Mm -hmm. So we have very low property tax. 
All right. All right. What so a great conversation. <laughs> great conversation with you both. Chief, I appreciate your time. Um, Councilwoman Lind, I appreciate your time. Can I call you Donna? I've known you long enough to call yeah. you Donna, right? I think we do. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys coming here. And that's part of the magic and, and what makes Scotts Valley the strength is you got people like uh, Chief Walpole on his time off. He's coming here to give information on what's going on. We talk about their program. We talk about the the Explorers program. We talk about the overall um, crime going on in Scotts Valley. Uh, Councilwoman Lynn talks about various different things. We appreciate them. There's not a lot of places that will have people take time out of their day and they're not getting paid to do that, to come and, and share the information. At the same time, what I want you to do is have these conversations amongst each other like we have on a day-to-day basis, but also arm yourself with facts. Go online. Get to know. Get yes. to know real information. Go to scottsvalley.org. There's an incredible Q&A on right. there. And that, the budget. I mean, there's yes. a PowerPoint. Yeah. And the Save Scotts Valley. Yep. Um, also .org. Uh, the Facebook page for uh-huh. Save Scotts Valley Yes on Z. So there's information there. Yeah. And thank you oh, for, for helping get the word out Absolutely. all you do. And if you have the magic formula for budgeting our city without having the Measure Z increase, where have you been? <laughs> Come talk to them. They'd love to and talk it, to you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, guys, thanks again. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Great chatting with you both. And uh, great uh, chatting with all of you, too, who are listening to this program or this podcast. Always a pleasure uh, sharing the information. Uh, don't forget, we are on iTunes. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places where all the great podcasts are at. Just look for the My Scotts Valley podcast. And uh, we promise to continue to keep you updated on what's going on within our city, within our area also. It's not always just about Scotts Valley. There's a lot of things that go on in and out of Scotts Valley, SLV, love my Ben Loman people and followers, love my Felton followers, Boulder Creek and Santa Cruz. Thank you for following us. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, visit us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash my Scotts Valley. If you want to be a guest of this program in the near future, shoot me an email. Let's talk about it. My email address is robert at robertldonna.com. Thank you all. Have a great day.